what compliment to you, or is this just <laughs> somewhere in the middle? Which that's a very Wario place to be. I want to be Princess Peach. <laughs> you can be Princess Peach. It's all right. So welcome to Mollican. Is that how you start things? Are you, are you gonna cut any of that? I hope not. No, fucking no. It's gonna be oh, five, six minutes. Bleed dicking around. Oh, we're rolling. That's yeah. the podcast. No, that's I'm actually it. gonna cut all of this so far. Fuck. Basically, everything that's been said to this point is non-existent. It's pretty good though. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's really good. Yeah, you should well, probably just it's keep it. So okay. Look, the point is you want to be Princess Peach, we got to it. We're good at riffing, Avery. You're ruining the podcast. That's why I'm here. (laughs) I don't want this to go too well. Can everyone call me Princess Peach from now on? (laughs) Jamie, look that shit up. I'll call you Princess Peach all day, man. Thanks, Daddy. (laughs) Next show you do, I'll be like, bringing up Princess Peach. And you have to wear the costume, though. Yeah. That'd be pretty hot. Honestly. I'll wear my Mario. I'll save you from a gas. I've gotten more progressive with what I think is hot. I just like men who look like Patrick in dresses lately. (laughs) 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 It's a challenge to jerk off to it, but I'll do it. (laughs) You have no clue how long you have to look on Pornhub for the right video of that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it takes a while. Woke feminist icon. (laughs) Yeah. Still not satisfied, but you did it, so I jerked yeah. off to the ugly chicks, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a paid like you should have a Patreon for that. Like I jerk off to the ugly ones, give me money. That is like a super Al Bundy understanding of feminism. No, <laughs> no ma'am. <laughs> so this is somehow supposed to be about seven <laughs> eleven. There's some ugly chicks at 7-Eleven well, sometimes. I guess we can all go around the table and talk about our personal experiences <laughs> regarding 7-Eleven. Oh, to kick it off, buddy. Uh, I used to live across the street from one, and <laughs> I think it's a huge part of my weight problem, which was way worse when I was living there. <laughs> and I've been reassessing the guys that work there, because they were all called, like, V, like, Rouge V. Rouge V. And I thought they were cool because they would give me stuff, but as I'm getting older, I'm reassessing it, and I think that they had no morals. They were just delinquents. Uh, uh, they didn't care what they gave me. They just wanted my money. So that's that's Patrick Jensen's experience with... I'm going to back him up, too, though, because I went to stay with him one time for, like, four days, mm-hmm. and uh, every day we went to 7-Eleven, like, two or three times. Just... Uh-huh. Yeah. It was like, you want to just get everything in one trip? And he's like, no, we got to get, like, what we want right now. <laughs> so we can get the exercise. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't know if I'm going to want a Twix later, but I might. I don't. So we got to go. I like that you considered that 20 steps between your house and the 7-Eleven's exercise. Well, it was kind of weird because you had to, like, go, like, around a cul-de-sac and then up and through. And you had to jaywalk. Yeah, you did have to jaywalk, which made it pretty cool. <laughs> So it was exhilarating. Like, in, in Virginia Beach, jaywalking is like a getting shot kind of offense. But yeah, you can't yell when you get shot. If you, if you get shot and you yell fuck, he shoots you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what's your experience with 7-Eleven then? Uh, my favorite one is one time me and a buddy were out. It was like just 7.30, like barely even dusk, you know. 
and I was sitting on the back of a car, and um, he was, like, going in to pay for gas or whatever, and just some dude walks up to me, and he's like, hey, you want some green? And I was, like, 14, so I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. And, uh, yeah, he tried to sell me weed, like, cold open, which was pretty ballsy. And then when we were, yeah, like... Yeah, you could have been an underage cop at 14. <laughs> well, yeah, and when we were driving out, like, a cop pulled up right there and arrested the fucking guy. And, and that's, like, the most 7-Eleven thing I can think of. <laughs> Not in my neighborhood. <laughs> Getting arrested at 7-Eleven must be, like, double insulting. Especially for selling weed, because that's kind of, like, why you go there. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of anything else, would you rather get arrested at a Sheets or a Wawa? I'd rather get arrested at a fucking Sheets, man. Wawa's too upscale. <laughs> what? Really? That's the problem? I'm yeah, not Sheets is kind of ghetto, even though I love it, but it's, we yeah. can't We can't possibly get into the multiple. It's like, you have, like, 7-Eleven, right then Sheets, then Wawa. It's... There's a scale. Okay, I guess so. There is a Wawa <laughs> across the street from the White House now or something. So I guess they are. There's long. a there's a McDonald's inside the White House now. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald McDonald's on the inside. Yeah. The secretary of the burgers. <laughs> I just like the idea of Ronald McDonald yeah. whispering intel into Trump's ear. The Burger King's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> We don't allow monarchs. He's not included. You know, he's mad. Well, basically, this is about 7-Eleven, so buckle up, fellas. Wait, what's your story? Oh, uh, all my jokes I write come from walking to (laughs) 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 7-Eleven. There's never not something weird that doesn't happen to me. So we have to come see your set, is what you're saying? Is this just a plug? Well, one of the times I went there, I bought taquitos, and the guy behind the counter was just like, I'm evil. It's like, I don't want to eat these anymore. That's a fucking horrible sales pitch. These are ball sweat taquitos. Like, un- unsolicited, and it's just like, chicken, please? And he's like, I'm evil! <laughs> Extra pubes, please. Got right. them at a discount because they were four days old. <laughs> I shouldn't sell you these, but you're cool. <laughs> oh, no, that's the best time to get because you get them all for free. It's like, technically, this is poison. These now. are literally <laughs> garbage by my store standards, but you can have them. This is garbage by 7-Eleven standards. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, do you guys know where 7-Eleven came from at all? No? No fucking idea. Well, you're about to learn, motherfucker. Because 7-Eleven did not start as 7-Eleven, and now I'm going to do my little reading. In 1927, it started as Sutherland Ice, which was a little, like, you know what ice houses are? You know, like, in the 1920s, you didn't have fridges, so they just had big fucking places where they kept huge-ass blocks of ice. God, I'm bored already. (laughs) This is (laughs) over-explained. All right, well, you know what? Basically, let's get to the end. Where <laughs> Put this in a bite-sized package. <laughs> it was started by just fucking like a bunch of dudes that are like, Ice, that's cool. You guys need it, right? And then this guy named John... <laughs> I feel like you're mocking me. I don't know. I love it. I did so much research, you guys. You can't be making fun of me right now. It's like you're doing material. I love it. <laughs> So they started in 1927, they just sold ice because they're a bunch of dipshits, and then this genius came around by the name of John Jefferson Green, and he was like, what if we sold eggs, too, and maybe milk? And they're like, 
He's saying, are you crazy? <laughs> he sounds like a Civil War general. John Jefferson Green. The best part is like... <laughs> the best part is like, he's the reason 7-Eleven became like one of the biggest stores ever and he's not mentioned at all for the rest of the story. <laughs> Was there any pictures of him? No, no. Oh, that fucking sounds like a guy with some sweet mutton chops. Dude, he yeah, might have been. That's a definitely. great Well, his whole thing job. was like, what if we sell two things? And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they became They're the already company. here. Yeah. A mutton chop on the left side of my face? <laughs> <laughs> Also, one on the right. Yeah, that's basically. Are you implying that there are people walking around with a one mutton chop? <laughs> like prior to John Jefferson Green, that was a thing. <laughs> well, it doesn't grow over here. <laughs> men will do anything to avoid having to come up with a personality. <laughs> <laughs> Women love these mutton chops. <laughs> this singular mutton chop. Michael Jackson had one glove, I got one job. <laughs> I like the anachronism to that. Well, actually, it's historically known that John Jefferson Green did have one mutton shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only other thing he know, like noteworthy in his entire life. But yeah, that's how they became super popular. They started selling other things that were coal, basically. <laughs> Real smart move. It was really easy to become a CEO back then. <laughs> But they, uh, in 1928, they started to adopt this whole thing with uh, totem poles that they would steal from Eskimos. Uh-oh. Is this like yeah. a, is this like a Kalijah thing? Well, no, they, <laughs> thank you for the reference, but that's no, not just racist. <laughs> there was one store owner uh, that ended up buying like a bunch of totem poles from like some secondhand stop there that were obviously like stolen from Native Americans. <laughs> She put them out front in her store, and this was in 1928. And so that became popular. Like, you saw the totem pole, and you noticed selling an ice company. Like, they, stealing native property became popular? Or? Well, that was popular. <laughs> that was a little vague. <laughs> like the Golden Arches. They yeah, stole the that from the natives? No, it was stolen from the people that originally made McDonald's. The Golden Arches was. McDowell's? What? The, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Golden Arches were stolen from the Irish. It was originally called Stonehenge. <laughs> we'll get to McDonald's at a later date. This podcast is over. <laughs> Thank God. No, it's not. Good luck, everybody. Let's keep going. They put out all these tone poles in front of their stores because that one store got very popular. And they renamed the stores Totos. <laughs> Totem poles, and you would like tote your groceries. Oh, that that's the... smart. That's kind of cute. <laughs> I feel like you're fucking. It's cute in like a racist kind of way. Like it's quaint. Well, it was really racist. It's <laughs> a very benign racism. Though. Yeah, <laughs> it could only exist in a well, certain time period. They were trying like so many random ass things at this time to try and get their stores like, no, like they put out like four leaf clovers were their symbol for a little while for no fucking reason at all. <laughs> Like, they were just looking for something to latch on to. Like, Irish people have money. So, like an awkward adolescence. <laughs> yeah, it was It was definitely the puberty of 7 Hot topic tier. Like, what up, I'm black now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing that they did was that was super fucking easy, stupid to think of, was that they had, like, company-wide training. And this is still in the 1920s. Okay. Like, you That's would go good. to one totem, and it'd be exactly the same as the next totem you go in the town over. Like, they had the same uniforms, they would train their staff the exact same way, everything, like, basically anything you think of of, like, any corporation now, 
they were the first ones to kind of like start a doing franchise. that. A, con- yes, a consistent a- mediocrity. Yeah, consistent <laughs> mediocrity is actually a perfect way to put Just it. shoot for the middle. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't be terrible, but don't be good. Like, it's amazing to me that this was just, like, revolutionary at that time. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if we had some of the same stuff at the stores? Well, you know how hard it was to standardize anything back then? Like, the time zones didn't become a thing until... Fuck if I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that sentence trailing off in your brain. <laughs> you know how much for people like it? It was a very recent, like, 20th century thing, time zones. And before that, it was just the same time, no matter where you went. But you know how much people like ice? Maybe we should sell ice at every store, just so we're not surprising the customers. <laughs> well, that was, I mean, that was their main thing. Basically... Does anyone still buy ice from 7-Eleven? Oh, yeah. Yeah. People with pickup trucks. I've never gotten the whole buying bags of ice. Like, don't you have a house? It's because you have a Yeti cooler. (laughs) You gotta put it in there and you're, like, Budweiser. Okay, I'm glad someone in a Budweiser hat is explaining this. Well, yeah, I have a pickup truck, so I know this. (laughs) That's why you guys brought me here. You're very familiar. Yeah, you're actually the only reason. Our expert. (laughs) I'm the expert on the, like, modern culture of it. I've bought ice one single time from a store, yeah. like it's, in my whole life. It's so. like you could just make ice cheaper. You could also just buy beer cheaper at like Walmart, but you go to Seven Eleven. I kind of wish ice was still their main product. Like Seven <laughs> Eleven, we got ice, like <laughs> fresh ice. <laughs> I'm wondering where does the story go now? We got the totems. How are they doing? How They're doing really good. I don't I'll... see them anymore. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> well, no, in the early 1920s, dude, this was, like, I mean, like, they were still localized in Dallas and, like, a couple other places in Texas, like, solely. Uh, oh, yeah, so it's like a Texas ice. company. Like, yeah, we never established where it's from. ice all the time. And 1920s was fucking great for them. They started selling two <laughs> things. They got uniforms. Everybody was happy. <laughs> And then 1931 rolled around, and uh, they fucking hit bankruptcy. Uh, like, a lot of companies did at that time. I mean, fucking Great Depression and everything like that. Like, they went under. But they still had, like, a good store model and everything. So they got bailed out by this dude named W.W. Uh, w. Overton Jr., which is a fucking amazing name, by the way. Is that a website? <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy that had the other money job, actually. <laughs> Like the first website ever. Oh, and then they cuddled and they had like Just a big sweaty mutton man. Oh god. He basically uh fucking you know, invested in them starts uh like he start selling uh, bonds for 7-Eleven for like Bongs? 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 Dude, they started Bongs. selling them that early? No, stock bonds. Like, they, I, you know, I'm not a dude that knows how the stock market works, but he started selling bonds. Uh, that's like, fucking lame. Yeah, you look like you're poor. <laughs> Thanks. You, <laughs> you look like good. even your parents don't own bonds. Um, I don't know. Well, we don't know about stocks. We know about 7-Eleven, and that's what unites us. Yeah, exactly. I got stock in 7-Eleven. Well, they had to become, like... They had to... Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I 
think I have stock in Disney. That's a pretty Excuse safe me? bet. <laughs> Why are you doing this right now? <laughs> they sell like rich? Disney like flavored candy bars at Seven Eleven and so. the Donald Duck orange juice. Yeah, that's a pretty good tie-in. That's pretty good, Patrick. Yeah, that was. Yeah, good I job. was going somewhere with that. Sure. <laughs> well, let's go back to the story because <laughs> this is gonna take forever so far. No, they um they you know they started selling off. Their company, like, it went from this privately owned by, the name of the family was the Thompsons. Like, John Thompson is the man that started, technically started 7-Eleven around the 1920s. Because Southern on Ice was owned by a bunch of different dudes that all dropped out in 1931 because of the Depression. And John Thompson stuck around. He held on to his company. And so they went from John Thompson's family owning it to like a board of directors because they had to sell out all their stocks to just keep afloat. Uh, this Fascinating. Is, yeah. Was he related to like the Tommy Gun guy? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about, but no, definitely not. The Thompson Machine Gun Man it helped us win World War Two. So anyway, they came out of bankruptcy and started to get back on their feet. And then, uh, like, the most recognizable thing that happened to him after this point was in 1946, where they actually changed their name from Totems to 7-Eleven. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, big moment. Bringing it around. And, I mean, I get... (laughs) Well, I assume you guys know why they were called 7-Elevens at first. No, where does that come from? Because they had 7-Elevens. Yeah, they were... No, they were open from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. That was, like, their big thing. Like, people didn't fucking do that back then. Like, Is this fucking Amish or something? In the 1940s, yeah. We were basically Amish. <laughs> <laughs> they still had slaves. <laughs> they were called sharecroppers, asshole. No, like, if you were open until 11pm, that's a big fucking deal. That's pretty late. Yeah, it's pretty fucking late when you have to go, like, you know, say your <laughs> prayers before bed and stuff. Like, you got a face mecca. You, you gotta know. take off all the layers. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take off your underwear, your special underwear. All the garments that you pile on top of yourself. Mm-hmm. That takes a good. As you know. was the fashion back in the day. Yeah, you know, you know, you were in the forties. <laughs> you were around back then. Speaking of unwrapping. Patrick had a mini Kit Kat, so we gotta share the big guy. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, you better not say no. <laughs> it's like, you're gonna... Can funny. you get a real good crunch on mic for the people at home? Let's try this. I don't know if it worked. I'm gonna dip mine in this steel reserve and see if it tastes a little better. Just chocolate all over the microphone now. No, that was there before you got here. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta get it off, you know. I've had that microphone for a long time, and I'm a total fucking weird. Oh, that's your microphone? It yeah. definitely has chocolate on it. And one time I was thinking about those drinking birds. You know, the ones that like to <laughs> And I had the mic on the stand and a strawberry smoothie, and I was just. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, there's years old smoothie gunk. In You're that doing microphone. the, the old Darby Crash trick. Help in the peanut butter. Uh, yeah, just stuff it in there. <laughs> Nobody knows what the fuck we're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. The Germs are my favorite band. The Germs suck. Have you ever actually listened to their music? They did suck, but I love them. Well, anyway. So 1946 rolled around, they changed the name 7-Eleven to represent their new time frame of business. They're 
It was a good move. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but they, um, they actually, like, went, like, crazy in the 60s, like, buying out all these different kind of, like, convenience stores and stuff. They started, obviously, moving to different states. Like, one of the big oh, like, mom and pop, like, like just independent stuff? They were just no, well, no, out. they bought out other other chains too. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh wow! Like uh, there was our like, moves. Yeah, real like big dick energy. <laughs> That's what I think of when I think of Seven Eleven. Is big dick energy. Well, one of the things they bought out was something called One Twenty Six Speedy Mart, which was like big in California. Sorry, we just got a one handed this in the middle of this. I don't know what it's not a one. It's just a fucking cigar. A real hey, bub. Are we allowed to smoke cigars in the house? Oh, fucking A. He's about to get uh, fancy. Only during podcasts. I'm, really, <laughs> I'm taking your Starburst hostage. You're such a promiscuous mother. Not the Starburst. Is this being recorded? I hope so. I brought you a banana cigarette and a dollar. Is it? Is this that banana is green. <laughs> well, Yo, that's yellowish green. Here, let me get you an apple for your banana. I already have an apple. I oh you my god, banana. man with everything. What do you mean? <laughs> is that fair? Is that fair? Okay. I like these apples with my own tax dollar. You just have to find us a, a lighter. Or matches or something. Oh, there's kitchen matches. Uh, somewhere. Uh, anyway. <laughs> we roll. Real off track when a cigar just pops out Dude, of nowhere. It's important. It's grape flavored. That's a 7-Eleven product. Oh, it is? Well, Dude, it all fits on. in, guys. We're fine. <laughs> Dude, what brand is that? We gotta oh, plug it. Good times. Oh, dude, it's hashtag HD. <laughs> I don't understand that. Look, I don't know when 7-Eleven starts selling fucking grape cigars, but... Dude, they're pretty good. Probably was not part of their expansion in the 60s. Are these the kind that you can inhale? No. You don't inhale. You, you definitely do not want to inhale these. So let it sit in your mouth, man. Yeah, like 100 per, 100%. Fancy grape flavor for it. 100% more grape cancer, for sure. Damn, it doesn't even get you high? No, nah, it's. It depends just, on how much you dude, smoke and how quickly. You see this label? Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease. Yeah, that sounds like you get high. Even in non-smokers, so like we're killing people we don't even know. <laughs> um, I mean, well, yeah, fucking the slaves in the factories that have to roll these yeah. things. But Good Times USA delivers uh, five core principles, which is freshness, quality, innovation, flavor, and value. So we're really on to something here. The unofficial sponsor of this podcast. Great clothes? I'm down I like that. clothes. This sounds pretty good. Uh, I'm okay with any kind of cigar being the sponsor of this podcast. Oh, yeah, yes. Use the matches. Yeah, yeah that's classy. Yeah, it's just... Those are good matches, too. I like it. <laughs> I feel fancy already. Thanks, fam. I'll just fucking get this going. So, again, I don't know when they started selling those at 7-Eleven, but I can guarantee you it's probably not in the 1960s. Well, maybe. I, I don't know. It sounds like a 70s thing. I don't know. All I know is, like, they started rolling in the 1960s. I mean, they were rolling ever since Prohibition ended, honestly. Like, after Prohibition fucking ended, 7-Eleven was skyrocketing. Like, it actually was, like, a huge thing. I like, wonder why. Yeah, they were, well, they were one of the only convenience stores that legitimately sold alcohol. Sounds convenient. Yeah, it's super convenient. But, you know, in the 60s, they started to expand. Like I said, they bought the 126 Mart and stuff. And they started to reach into other states, which was super convenient for uh, Jerry Thompson, 
I don't know if that's how you actually say his name. <laughs> Is it spelled weird? Yeah, J-E-R-E. Jera. Yeah. Jera Thompson. Jera Thompson? Jeer. Jeer Thompson. <laughs> how do you think it's pronounced? Jair. <laughs> <laughs> Is he, what, what country is he from? What do you think? You can do this. I'm thinking so hard. <laughs> I can see the wheels turning, man. Lots of thoughts going on. Lots of thoughts, Vania. <laughs> in this big old man brain. <laughs> well, fucking good old John Joseph Thompson, whatever you want to call him, was fucking... Jingleheimer Schmidt? Yeah. His name was my name. He's too. still yeah. involved? No, he's not. Uh, After 1961, he passed it down to his kids. Uh, you know. What's his kid's name? John and Jerry, or whatever. <laughs> fucking name, J-E-R-E. Yeah. He gave one of them, like, his, his own name, and the other one he gave him a trash name. Well, I guess his name was technically <laughs> Joseph, but he, he was, like, John Thompson. Like, if you read about him, it's John Thompson. I think he's from New York. New York! Look, the names aren't... But there's <laughs> fucking Jerry. The whole point is that the younger Thompsons began to reshape 7-Eleven uh, into more of what we know now. Starting in 1962, uh, most of all, when they opened their first 24-hour store. And it's actually kind of came about on accident, how they became a 24-hour convenience store. So there was this uh, store in Austin, Texas that... Oh, thank you. <laughs> There's a store in Austin, Texas that was open till 11, as most stores were, but a big football game had gotten out late that night, and it forced them to stay open. Hold on, this is important for rednecks like myself. High school or college football? Probably college ball, if I had to guess. I'm thinking high school. It was in Austin, Texas, if that helps. I, I, that I sounds, can't tell you the Austin what do you college think? teams. Sounds like 60s. high school. I think it was professional. <laughs> I think it was the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> well, the point is, they were like, this Austin, this random ass Austin, Texas store was forced to stay open for 24 hours because of all the overload of crowd that they got after the game ended. And that kind of became their thing immediately afterward. They're like, holy shit, if we stay open this long. That <laughs> Thank God how for do football the games. keep coming for all 24 of the hours. <laughs> the thing I is, work in restaurants and shit, there's usually a lull at yeah. some point. Even in the most lit establishment, there's like two hours where there's no one coming. Well, like four to six. That's pretty. Well, I imagine. Well, they just like, I don't give a fuck about my labor costs. <laughs> Well, well I mean, it was, what, the 60s, right? 1962. Yeah, this, that's definitely a don't-give-a-fuck-about-labor-cost well, era. Well, so it's definitely a slaves kind of thing. <laughs> I no. imagine that they... I imagine that the game probably got out late sometime around, like, 10 o'clock, maybe, and so, like, the rush hit right when they were closing. They had to stay open that whole time, and then by the time it was done, they probably had to stay open later for, like, to stocking and yeah. clean up. And then by the time it rolled around to fucking like 6 a.m., they're like, holy shit, we might as well just stay open, I Like, guess. Otis the Drunk was like, dude, is it legal to even sell me a beer right now? Just do it. Fuck it. Yeah, and then they <laughs> sold him a beer and fucking... They got arrested. <laughs> it was a sad day in Austin, Texas that night. Very typical of Austin. Otis did not get his 40, and uh, whoever was in charge went to jail. It's all and on it's record. all because of the globalist conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Which also started in Austin, Texas. Let me tell you about yeah. the, the, the 7-Elevens. <laughs> Black helicopters land in the back. Don't get me started. 
Point is, 7-Eleven hit a big fucking thing with this. They The next place they took it to was Las Vegas to have a 24-hour store there, which obviously... Oh, that's yeah, perfect. Necessary. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So that one went really that well. That didn't already exist in it 1963? Did not. It did not. No, dude, 24-hour stores didn't... In Las Vegas, in though? Like, yeah, Las, Las Vegas, Vegas, Vegas was fucked, like, forever. Everyone was on coke. No one slept. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how... I mean, like, that's how you get the so fucking crackheads at 3 a.m. I imagine people store. in Las Vegas in 1963 were like, holy shit, I don't have to starve for the next six hours. <laughs> they were on coke. They need to eat. I guess you're right. I've never done coke. Because I'm a good boy. Well, the franchise began to grow considerably. Like I said, they purchased other uh, big franchises, the Speedy Mart, stuff like that. Um, one thing that's pretty impressive is in 1965, the uh, first Slurpee came about, which is another fun story about 7-Eleven. Because they didn't fucking make it. It was a dude that owned a Dairy Queen. Oh, the Trumpeters. Wait, this is like a crossover. Like, we gotta do a whole another episode now. No, uh, I'll I'll just... (laughs) I mean, you know what Icy's are? Like that that polar bear? They're not as good. Yeah, they're not as good Slurpees. I don't know if he made that version of Icy, but this guy named Omar... uh, Some weird-ass last name that I'm not even gonna try and pronounce. What country is he from, Patrick? (laughs) (laughs) Yugoslavia. (laughs) Correct. He was from Yugoslavia. His last name was actually Omar Yugoslavia. <laughs> That's racist. Yeah, I'm. I I can't be a part of this podcast. Avery Bernard. Guys, guys, guys. Get back on track. It's over. It's all over. Well, this guy named Omar owned a Dairy Queen franchise in fucking Kansas City, and he had the bright idea of being like, these sodas are going to get bad overnight, let me put them in the freezer. (laughs) 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 He just, like, opened up a Coke the next day, he's like, it's kind of slushy, like, and then he fucking icy was born, (laughs) like, and he started to, like, really pump these things out like people loved them and he used like some kind of air compressor in his car to like make them on demand this is not sound safe <laughs> dude there wasn't fucking you know laws in the 60s like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can just, kill people it's okay he's running this icy soda through his air compressor in his car isn't, and pumping out fucking ices isn't that just the American dream though yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I kind of like it did some weird shit <laughs> White people loved it. <laughs> I'm, I stand fully behind this. Build the, the wall. Dream? Build the wall so we can keep these people in. <laughs> I like it. To force us them to create. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we need this. Like, use your fucking car compressor that's meant to pump up your tires to make slushies. Well, I'm, that's I'm, already I'm, been done, so I'm, they need to come up with something new next time. I don't use your car compressor to make enchiladas. I don't fucking know. Just, you, no. can't, you can't guess innovation. I want to eat my soda like it's Jello next. <laughs> Coca-Cola Jello. I think, that, I think that's the Don't next give step. Burger King any fucking dumb ideas, okay? <laughs> they they're to make hot dogs yeah, like fucking idiots. They'll latch on to it. Burger King can do anything. Use your car compressor to make me a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, science man. <laughs> well, anyway, they started to expand. Like, I mean, 7-Eleven bought the license to Icy, so they fucking and just changed the name to Slurpee, and that's the 
fucking thing. But the two things are different. Yeah, they're they totally How are they yeah. different but have, like, the same origin? That doesn't even... Well, they are the same exact fucking thing. No, they're not. They're I've, totally different. Yeah, yeah. that's the reason I've had icy. So, like, did they did they buy like the formula and then the guy who made icy? Well, they was bought like, the dude's air Fuck! Professor. I still have I still have the name. I have to change the formula. And, like, just that the syrups are different. Yeah. No, they just bought the guy's car that is pumping around. <laughs> they're still using that car to this day. No. I, a 1946 Lada. They're, they're, I mean, they're technically different enough to coexist, but they're the same fucking thing. Like, they're different though. Uh, I mean, fuck you, but okay. <laughs> it's like, you can get an icy at Burger King, and do I have to say Burger King again in this fucking podcast? <laughs> yeah. No, you need to reference them all the time. They need all the help uh, they can get. Do you remember when the Burger King and the Dairy Queen got married? <laughs> <laughs> Takes I don't even know if that's true or not. I don't Oh, well, maybe you weren't invited. (laughs) The king did not respect me at the time. I wasn't a respected jester. Well, anyway. (laughs) So they, um, in the 70s, they finally become international and stuff. They move on to Canada. Thank you. Uh, They're taking over the United States, man. Like, 7-Eleven... Excuse me. What was that? That was a weird burp that I tried not to put on the microphone. That was hot. Thank you. 7-Eleven began expanding like crazy yet again for the second time, which um, ended up being not so good for them, because in the 1980s, they tried uh, to privatize themselves, the younger Thompsons did, because, and I think this is funny, uh, in 1987, there was described a hostile takeover from a Canadian man. (laughs) (laughs) What a juxtaposition, hostile and Canadian. <laughs> exactly. I've never heard that in my life. His name was Sam Bellsberg, which is also funny. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, yeah. He was trying to take over all of the Sutherland subsidies. Like, he was trying to buy out the Sutherland Ice Company, basically. And the Thompsons wanted it to be a family, you know, they wanted it to be family business. So they started to buy out franchisees. They started to buy out everything they could that was dealing with 7-Eleven. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a store. Give me a company, friend. <laughs> I'm not your friend, buddy. We're not doing that. No. <laughs> well, they spent $5.2 billion trying to privatize their company again, which turned out to be a pretty shitty idea. Because <laughs> in 1987, the stock market decided to crash again. Uh, which, I don't know if you know anything about buying property in a stock market crash, but it's not a good idea. You're saying it didn't trickle down? <laughs> it did not. It didn't God even trickle down it. to the people that own the company. <laughs> there was just no fucking money. It trickled down your leg and into your sock. I mean, it's, it, like that, the stock market crash, it fucked over a bunch of wealthy business dudes, including the fucking Thompsons. So from 1987 to 1990, the Thompsons began to sell off assets, including the ICE division, which was fucking with a... That was still a thing? Huh? That was still a thing? Yeah, there was still... Dude, there was still... I mean, like... Was that like 90% of their business still? Like (laughs) fucking ICE? It was like maybe 1%. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The more important thing, you probably need to relight that. It was um, like a feather in their hat, though, is our ICE Yeah, because they started there, you know what I mean? Like, that's where it all came from. But uh, they sold off shit like their ice division. Um, they they sold off something called cheap auto parts, which was 
really big at the time because they were. And was that also a Native American theme? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna say yes. <laughs> Look, 7-Eleven wasn't done being racist in the 90s. <laughs> like, they they, went, they were pretty far with it. No, actually, thing. for real, they weren't done being racist yet, and I'll get to that later. <laughs> like, they, they, were not done, they were not done with being racist. Oh, but anyway, yeah, they sold off a bunch of assets trying to fucking do anything they could to stay afloat, and in 1990, they had to file for bankruptcy again. Uh, so business was not good. Yeah, I feel so bad for them. <laughs> I like this company so far. Yeah, it was mismanaged and terrible. And it all started because they sold two things. <laughs> they were not right. I like eggs and ice. That's all I'm, that's what I'm saying here. Like, when you think about it, technically these guys are horrible at business. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a slam dunk kind of fucking business and they're fucking it up. Yeah, they are. Mismanaged and terrible basically sounds like every 7-Eleven experience. <laughs> Wow, yeah. Yeah, it really runs in the chain. But 70% of this company was sold off to a Japanese affiliate called uh, Yokota... um, Shit, I'm gonna so screw this up and I feel bad about it. Ito Yokota. Ito Yokodo. I can spell it, I can't say it. Yokono. Yokota Grove. Oh man, journalistic integrity, right? I, I think this is white privilege to the podcast. Honestly, <laughs> having a podcast is white privilege. That's yeah, true. we can afford technology or something. I have been so reluctant to do a podcast just because I can't stand anyone that has a podcast. <laughs> oh well, that's and why I can't start new podcasts because if you are talking on a podcast, I inherently don't respect you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, no, yeah, I'm, I, I, like I, that. I started. I wanted to do this because I wanted to finally be on the other end of the conversation where someone says, "I don't want to listen to your podcast." <laughs> <laughs> I've said that enough where I feel like I need to get it back a little bit. Yeah, so, you got to be in somebody else's shoes. You yeah, know? if you're listening to us. And and wondering who are these people and why should I give a shit? We're wondering the same thing. Yeah, you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't give a shit. Yeah, you really shouldn't. I'm really banking on the idea that people like Seven Eleven enough. We're to, drunk to give us a shot. and possibly high and just enjoying it. You know? I can't even say Ido Yokodo correctly right now, so I don't. Yoko Ono. <laughs> the podcast is done. <laughs> This you just killed it. did save them, though. Like, they ended up shelling out, like, four, uh, $430 million buying up 70% of this fucking company that was going down the shitter. Because, I mean, like, back in the... If you think 7-Eleven is mismanaged now, it was fucking horrid <laughs> in the 90s. Like, <laughs> when you could afford to mismanage something, you know? Yeah, like, money was still... Nobody cares. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We had a bush in the White House. The CIA was in control, baby. If you try and look up that company now, though, they're, they've changed their name to Seven and I. Whoa, like Seven and I Holdings. That's some creepy Illuminati shit. Well, if you go to 7-Elevens in Japan, some of them are actually called Seven and I. So, it's Illuminati in Japan? Uh, actually, it's the Freemasons. Let me tell you about the Japanese. Actually, but, I think it's the Secret Samurai. <laughs> Patrick Jensen's canceled. <laughs> the Samarumilati. Well, to this day, 7-Eleven's still, like, mostly a Japanese-owned business. Like, it, the Thompsons are fucking out of it now. Oh, so is that even American? What happened, yeah, what happened to them? Uh, they fucking cashed out, man. Like, they are not really... Like, they still own 
part of the company, but 70% of it's in this fucking Japanese affiliate. So they still exist. Like, as people. The Thompsons? No, they're not dead. Well, I mean, we samurai. I mean, samurais are involved. Maybe they got killed. I don't fucking know. No, they were not killed. They are still alive. They're rich as fuck. That's, like, their whole thing. Like, they're just... So they're just leeching off of this fucking Japanese, like, well, expansion. Well, I mean, they're leeching off their dad that, like, <laughs> stuck around the company, to be fair. <laughs> leeching off his corpse. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, it's not really about them, but they did... If you feel bad for it's, Thompson, I'm curious about them, They, though, they yeah. left the company with millions and millions of dollars, like... Did they kind of did they fuck over the Japanese kind of? No, they no? got fucked yeah. over. They got fucked oh, yeah? over big time. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't get fucked over big time because they were shitty at running a company. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, they would have never they, been that successful. They kind of deserved yeah. to be kicked out because they couldn't run shit correctly. But they, they're look, everybody. The Thompsons are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out, man. That's not what this story's about. <laughs> I promise you they're doing I've, just fine. I've seen Avery this upset before, and it's when you do what he doesn't want you to do during a D and D match. <laughs> He's so like, I don't want to talk about the Thompsons. <laughs> Good lordy. They own like five percent of the company now. Oh, they're that's okay. still a lot. They're just yes, li- they're, they're living fine. they're living off that five percent. Dude, they are fine. I Lazy promise. fucks. We can stray away from them. <laughs> <laughs> the Seven and I company has fucking made them international though. Like Seven Eleven in the nineteen nineties, Seven Eleven was going international. Like not just yeah. Canada, not just the United States, not just Mexico. They went like fucking everywhere. Especially well, Japan. I mean, these Thompson people, what are they doing with their money? Aren't they out, like, on safari, just killing rhinos and I assume, shit? yeah. You know that Jimmy John's guy? That, yeah, I assume like they're that. doing what he does, but... He's pretty like, cool. Wait, I, I guarantee you 5% of 7-Eleven is worth more than 100% of Jimmy John's. <laughs> <laughs> Which is worth a thousand more percent than Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, Subway puts you in debt if yeah, you buy any of their stuff. Yeah, I read that Vice article. <laughs> Y'all hear about Jared from Subway? No. What happened to him? Yeah. What's his deal? Is he alright? What's this whole thing? <laughs> what's, he, what's he been up to? <laughs> he be fucking... <laughs> what? Who's he fucking, Patrick? Um, the people at home can't see this, but I'm humping the stool right now. <laughs> 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 is he, is he still lost a lot of weight, or...? Is he fat again? Uh, he got a five dollar foot long in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> so Seven Eleven sometimes have subways in them. Seven Eleven and Twenty. <laughs> Wait for real? <laughs> sometimes. No fucking way. Um, no, I'm not even getting you. Are you fucking with me? Have you ever been to like one of those trunker Seven Eleven? No, dude. Like, like a subway room. inside. You're of- just like I'm gonna say some really no. interesting. Shit as a segue to get back to this <laughs> I'm serious. Like I fucking hate Seven Eleven and Subway, but they're like together. They are. It's just a real thing. I've seen like a McDonald's goods. Subway, but never a Seven Eleven Subway. This is fucked. <laughs> Can I get two McDonald's on flatbread? <laughs> I would love to just squirt Slurpee onto my sub. Give me a McChicken on Italian herbs and cheese. <laughs> Give me my secret power sauce. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jared's nut. So anyway, 
What a terrible segue. Look, basically, the Thompsons are fine, I promise, seeing that you guys... But anyway. Okay, you said that like four times. It's important. Yeah, it is important, though. We need to know. Well, one... Alright, so one of the... This is what I... Wait, who are the Thompsons? <laughs> so this is the part where uh, 7-Eleven gets a little racist. Again? <laughs> well, no. In 2012, they started this whole thing. It was called Operation Buyback. Horrible name for what they're about to do, because it's very uncreative. They tried to buy back a lot of the last remaining franchisees and, like, people that privately owned certain 7-Elevens and stuff. So instead of buying them out, they would just call ice raids. (laughs) (laughs) This is Donald Trump's America. (laughs) This isn't 2012, man. This is Obama's. Fuck. Obama session. No, this is all Romney. (laughs) (laughs) This is what Mitt Romney wanted for us. Well, they, um... That, like, they would send ICE agents on any fucking 7-Eleven they could. It didn't matter that if they had fucked. any proof. Like, they, they totally caught some, like, fucking people working illegally, because obviously. That's so but, fucked up, But like, just because they're illegal doesn't mean it's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> the point is they started to fuck with all working these Working material. Like, they were trying to fuck with these dudes and send ICE agents to every 7-Eleven they could, trying to just weed out anything and, like, eat any kind of illegal activity just so they could buy back their <laughs> Like, there's this one dude in, like, California that owned, like, seven, or, like, like some, like somewhere between, like, seven and, like, ten different 7-Elevens, and they just sent ice to all of his stores, and he didn't have, like, any illegal employees, so he just, like, went from, like, each one all day, and it's just like, god damn it, you guys are here again, and, like... <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, because they wanted to fucking do anything they could to buy back, um... I know it's the Japanese doing this? Yeah. Okay. It was so not the time. Oh, so it's... And that's actually not racist, then. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's quality. Yeah, actually. I don't have a problem with this, Avery. You're the racist. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> the point is, that's like seven. That's almost Seven Eleven's whole story. The other thing I want to tell you about is like how when they started to go international, how much these places differed from country to country. So it's really fucking awesome. Like. My favorite place for 7-Elevens is goddamn Indonesia. Because <laughs> Indonesia, 7-Eleven was like a place you would go to hang out. It was like a fucking club, dude. Like, they had live bands, free Wi-Fi, and shit like that. Like a fucking Kroger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know when you go get drunk at the Kroger bar? It's like, yeah, yeah but 7-Eleven. Wine bar, dude. Well, in Indonesia, for example... Malt liquor bar. They're... Well, six, like, here's how it was in Indonesia. That's how you say that. Let me get it in a to-go cup, please. Yeah, give me that fucking cup 45, bro. The stores there were, 65% of the people there were under the age of 30. The stores offered free Wi-Fi, plenty of tables, chairs, inside and out, on the sidewalk, wherever they could fit people in. And often they'd feature live musical performances, comedy, like, like shit you'd get at a bar. Um, young people would gather late night to socialize, work online, eat their fake, uh, favorite local foods because they'd actually sell. So I guess this is like twenty tens. Yeah, this is okay. in, no, this yeah. is around the same time. Like right now? Uh, not right now. Actually, I'll get to that in a second. Um, this is this is early two thousands kind of era, you know. Uh, but they would sell like real food and stuff, so people would just come there to hang out. But in 2007, um, it started in 2007, but in 2017, they started to fail because people would go there to hang out and not buy anything. <laughs> they would just be there to hang out for Wi-Fi and like see shows and shit. Uh, and due to people sitting around, um, uh, they 
fucking started to crash and uh, sell, like lost to the other two big Indonesian convenience stores, which were called Alpha Mart, which I think is funny. Is there an Alpha? Is there a Beta Mart? <laughs> no, the other one is called Indomarit. <laughs> <laughs> the they, Chad Alpha Mart versus the yeah, Beta Indomart. They also banned uh, selling um, liquor and, and beer in convenience stores in Indonesia. Like, have you ever seen, there's like this one famous video of like a steamroller rolling over a bunch of fucking liquor bottles and stuff. What? So anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the other place. Fucking, I forgot it's, about it that. It sounds like gore to me. Like, that's terrifying. I don't... One of the other places uh, 7-Eleven was really cool and, like, different is in Taiwan. Uh, because they were... 7-Eleven was more common in Taiwan than fucking Starbucks in Seattle. Like, this place was lit. So yeah, fuck. <laughs> fucking litter with them. In the capital city of, uh, of Taiwan, there are more than 4,000 locations in a city of 23 million people. Do the oh math God. on that, Avery. No. <laughs> <laughs> but more, like, like blocks of the city would have more than one goddamn, like, you could walk out a 7-Eleven and see a 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, we're out of this. Just go to the next block over. <laughs> Dude, okay, one of the cool things about the Taiwan places, though, like, they're another place where they sell, like, fresh foods you can buy from, like, you know, like, it, like you, it's like kind of a farmer's market in a way, but you could all, I'm not shitting you. Uh, you can pay credit card and utility bills at certain 7-Elevens. So it's like Walmart. Or like yeah, Farm Fresh. Yeah. <laughs> like Farm Fresh. Yeah, you can pay your bills at Farm Fresh. This is now a white privilege to podcast. Well, people people, would, people often don't get packages delivered straight to the house. Like, they would give them delivered to the Corner, like the corner. Oh, that happened. Yeah, that, that used to happen to us on fucking Great Street, dude. Yeah, you, get, <laughs> you know how like Amazon used to put uh, their lockers outside like Farm Freshes. Yeah, it was like that, but at Seven Eleven, which is clearly Farm Fresh wasn't privileged enough because <laughs> it closed. It closed. You got a point. You can also. I mean, like, it was so popular there that you could do, like, any kind of civil thing you need to do, like, pay parking tickets and shit, like, because they're just fucking everywhere. It's more convenient than going to a fucking, like, so there's their equivalent of DMV. There's <laughs> more 7-Elevens than government buildings, is yeah. what you're saying. 7-Eleven is their government. <laughs> and like That's pretty good. Yeah, like, 7-Eleven's super cool. Like That's what, a dream uh, capitalists believe. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Like, have you ever wondered to yourself, like, what is seven? What is a Dutch Seven Eleven like? Because <laughs> they're cool. They have like fucking professional chefs that are there. These people are like, if we're gonna make our country a fascist oligarchy, we <laughs> might as well make it a doozy. <laughs> I also like that they're like, it's like a weird flex where it's like. 7-Eleven in America is awful, but everywhere else it has to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, no, America we, has the worst 7-Eleven. We, we have, like, real sushi, like, the number one sushi chef is working at 7-Eleven. <laughs> and America's like, some fucking guy named Jeff just farted on your fucking burrito. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, fucked. And he's evil. Yeah, evil Jeff. That's yeah, what they call it. <laughs> well, I hope you guys learned something about Seven Elevens today. Yeah, is, is that it? There's nothing. Well, there's no nothing moral more. to this story. Yeah, the moral to the story is: if you're going to sell two things, do it right. 
So before the we moral end... to this story, let me retake that one. <laughs> what? I think we're really gonna have to dig deep within ourselves to find out how we feel about this. Uh, the moral uh, of the yeah. story is: if you still own five percent of Seven Eleven, it's better than owning all of your yeah. jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite thing? Like that's a unique item at at Seven uh, Eleven. Ah, good for nothing. <laughs> they are pretty good. I I like the little shitty. I don't even like like the chicken buffalo sausage. You know what I'm talking about? It's yeah. like a hot dog. Yeah, the, the, it looks like a it, hot dog. It's disgusting, and I love it. They put cheese in the middle. But yeah, it it's taste like cheese. It's so gross. No, my but I'll buy like uh, four of them. <laughs> oh, me too. No, my favorite's definitely the um the chicken sandwich, the big Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. They sell. Oh yeah, they're pretty. They're, they're pretty good. good. Yeah. The wings are good if you can get them fresh, but they're go. never fresh, <laughs> dude. They're like from like five days ago. So we got buffalo chicken roller, chicken sandwich, and what's your what's your thing? Chicken taquito. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're, they're pretty what's consistent. The fucking thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> what's the worst? What do you think? Oh, I'm taking uh, control here. They made the uh, the Doritos nacho filled. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, we're. That's the end of the podcast, I might think. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. I don't I know. hope so. Well, I hope it's so. Hope you guys have learned something. Thank you guys for being Inside here. Inside Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Thank you for sharing with us, Avery. Support your local I mean, businesses, you, you know, that are That's owned by the okay. Japanese. Uh, special guest, James Fanning. We didn't guy. introduce ourselves. Yeah, yeah we kind of did, but it's not fun. Whatever. Dude, no we'll, re- we'll record our introductions afterwards. We're going to re-record this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to the end and be like, oh, we couldn't hear anybody. <laughs> well, thank you guys for being here. Um, thanks for finally doing this, guys. Do you guys want to go to 7-Eleven? Yeah, let's go to 7-Eleven. Yeah, let's, let's fucking go. Get some late night snacks. I'm hungry. Thanks for listening, everyone. Our special guest this episode was James Manning, and from Patrick Jensen and myself, we hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Avery Bernard, and I'll see you next time for more malt liquor and candy bars.